like it. You get comfortable, get, but you don't like it. reviews, I guess. you got to get comfortable with yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like it at all. And I think it messes with the game too much. Now we got our first negative review. Welcome Uh-oh. back. Pitch Clock. Zach Wheeler talking yesterday. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillard is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. So, you know, we love talking about the Phillies here. I love talking about baseball almost as much as anything else. So we're going to do it. We're going to make sure every day, whether, you know, sometimes obviously we'll have a big topic on the Phillies, but we're going to make sure every day here, you, we, we do some Philly talk leading up to the season, four weeks from tomorrow's opening day, Andrew Painter pitches today, but we're going to do a, a champ camp check-in every day. So, Hugh, how about that? Zach really threw yesterday, looked pretty good, threw hard, and, and which is good because last the last uh, postseason he was he was hurt a little bit, so mm-hmm. it's good that he's feeling healthy and looking healthy, but he does not like the pitch clock. Yeah, I thought that was kind of surprising because he was he he didn't miss any words. Mm-mm. He was just flat out, I don't like it. And it's funny because when I heard the cut, uh, they kind of waited. You know, the, the the interviewers kind of waited to see, you know, because it's like, you know, you ask a question and you try to ask it in a way where you can get a little bit of response, you know, give you yeah. a little bit of time to set up the next question whatever. He was like, nah, nah, no, no, nah. no. It's going to be a problem. I'm, he's not the only one that feels that way. He's not. My thing is now – I'm going to be watching him when the season starts because mm-hmm. I want to see if he's going to be that guy. Well, like you said yesterday, I think it was when we talked about it two days ago, it's going to be at some of these guys' heads. Yeah, and if he's going to be the guy that melts down. I could see by his initial comments, I could see him having a meltdown during the season and saying something very, very negative about the pitch clock. Well, it's interesting with him because he's he's been a phenomenal Philly the last three years. He's He's been worth every penny, but – I noticed with him, Kyle, when he, when he's off, and he's rarely off, but it'll it'll all go in one inning for him. Like, he has bad innings, and then he'll, he'll settle back down. But I wonder if, like, it, this exacerbates those bad innings for I him. You're, yeah, you're right. It's almost like the dam sort of breaks. And, you know, I think one thing about Wheeler, though, is that he does a pretty good job of, of sort of settling himself back in after he lets a few buy him. But, you know, who knows? Maybe this will be something where it'll start snowballing. On. I, I, I'll tell you what. With that being said, because you guys have seen him a lot more than I have over the last few years. When that happens, when he settles himself down, how much time is he taking? Like, is he getting right back into That's it or, point, is he, yeah. or is he taking time? Because I think when he said what he said, there's something that he's probably thinking back to mm-hmm. that has him feeling as strongly as he's feeling about this. Because you talk about when he settles down, is he taking longer to get – like, is he waving pitches off? Is he, you know, getting out of the box or is he stand, he's standing in there? How, what is he doing? What is his mannerisms? When he's having a rough one. Well, so later in that very same conversation, he was talking to the guys about different ways uh, that pitchers have to, to sort of get around it, you know, like asking for a new ball or, or calling time, stuff yeah. like that. So they know they're already talking about their little workarounds in exactly. the, in, you know, in their little circles. That, that's the problem because when y'all step in, when they when the pitcher and the hitter steps in, you're on the clock. So if it's not going right, then you don't have a whole lot of time to try to, you know, get right. You just got to go. You know what it is for me? It's, it's about control. The, the pitcher wants to control the at-bat. It's such a mind game, right? Yeah. When, when am I going to throw the pitch? What pitch am I going to throw? And they, they're losing control now because they there's a clock. Like, they have to throw it. Same thing works here. The batter wants to control. If they step out, they'll call for time. Like, they want to they take back control. Well, now they can't either, you, because they got to be in there with eight seconds to go. They can't just, like, hang out. You know, it, it's funny because it's not a big deal now. And plus, you got a lot of young guys that are playing, so they're kind of used to it. But when it when the season starts... It's going to be something that I think that it's probably going to be more of a story than it needs to be because what, what MLB is trying to do right now, they're trying to get us adjusted to it right mm-hmm. now. That's what they're trying to do. But I think as the season starts and these games start to matter, 
guys are going to start chirping about this a whole lot more. It just feels like that's going to be the case. Well, it will be, especially if there's games that are affected by it. 215-592-9494. All right, the other thing to throw in here, uh, and then we'll talk about Painter in a second, Sam Fold, he was on uh, the show with John Heyman and, uh, and Joel Sherman talking about the NL East, talking about their, their chances this year. And it was interesting because they were, they were discussing, like, how did you look at yourself? Are you, are you a team you thought, like, when they went in the offseason, heard the question, was like, do you look at yourself as a team that won 87 games last year because they were the last team to make the playoffs, or mm. do you look at your team as like you were right there to win the World Series? And I thought that's interesting because, like, what are they? That are, is a different mindset. Yeah, man. because are you the team that were this close, or are you the team that barely got in? Here's what Sam Fuld had to say about the division and, and how they're feeling. They're going to be formidable. There doesn't seem to be um, anything stopping them over the next you know foreseeable future. I think they're, they were aggressive this offseason. We were celebrating that DeGrom was not going to be in our division uh, any longer, and then you know, <laughs> learn that Verlander becomes a net. And, yeah, they're they're gonna we're gonna have to compete our, our butts off to to win the division against teams like the Mets and the Braves. And I think uh, I'm excited to compete with them. Hugh, it's interesting because there's a lot of excitement, and 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 for and it's real. Like it's understandable. The Phillies could be really good this year and go back to the playoffs, but they're the third team in the odds in their own division. Yeah, because I think if I'm not mistaken, it's it's the Braves first, the Mets second. Yeah, and, and, and the two and of them then, are pretty—they're pretty close. Like they're pretty yeah, tight. Yeah, and, and I look at—I look at the Mets like this. Last year was the first year in a long time that they actually lived up to the expectations yeah. that were put upon them. And that being said, they faded mightily towards the end. They struggled because they led the—they led the division race the whole year the whole down way. there until the absolute end when they needed to, like that last they, weekend. Yeah, and they looked like they were the class of, of the NL East because they handed it to the Braves early. And, and and then all of a sudden it fell apart. So I don't really know. And as far as the Phillies are concerned, I look at it like this. The momentum that you had to, to do with what nobody thought you could do, that's huge. Now you have a lot of players on the squad that are believing what this team could potentially do. And now you got Rob Thompson that's going to be able to coach a full season, manage a full season. I think the sky's the limit for this squad. Yeah, I do too. And Trey Turner. Let's not forget. Well, that's a major deal. <laughs> major the, upgrade. Yeah, I mean, that that changes a lot, and it could help bridge the gap here until Bryce Harper gets back. The favorite at plus 135 over a FanDuel. Mets plus 140. So they're basically the same. Like, mm-hmm. those two teams are basically even. They have the Phillies at 3-1. to one. Um, I think we forget they were 14 games back of those two teams last year because the, the, the postseason made it seem like they're better. They got hot, but they were 14 games back. Yeah, and, and you know what? Normally in the past, Baseball to me always was like chalk. You know, when you talk about the better teams the in the division, teams. the top Yankees teams, and whoever, yeah. like, and, and that's how it's always been. Lately, though, it hasn't been that way. Well, especially they add the playoff teams. Now you just got to get in. Like yeah, the Phillies yeah, showed it, it, get it, in. It hasn't been that way. And you talk about, especially in this division, look at the year when the Nationals won. Yeah, 2019. Oh, my gosh. They were like one of the absolute worst teams in baseball. And they, they got in. And they won it. They won it all. It's similar to the Phillies last year. Phillies obviously didn't win it, but those teams teams were pretty similar. Bad team in the beginning, and then they turned it around. So it's going to be fascinating. Four weeks for tomorrow opening day. But today, Hugh, we get a chance to watch Andrew Painter for the first time this spring training, 19 years old, making his debut. And every time that they've talked about him this spring, it, it does seem like they're giving him a real chance to win this job. Like, if he pitches well, he's going to make it. They say he's bona fide. They say he's a real deal. And, and, and you, you talk about, I know a lot of concerns. I think, if I'm not mistaken, one of your concerns was he, he doesn't have a third pitch. Yep. But that seems like they, they don't mind that. Like, they're willing to work around that. He'll learn on the job. Yeah, he, you have to learn on the job. And, I, and, I, and, and you look at him, I, I'm just excited. I'm just Curious to see what is what is he going to look like on that mound as big as he is. He's a big dude. Six, like what, seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, big dude.
Yeah, and he has been just uh, – he was drafted a couple years ago. Like, he's just – every challenge they've given him, single A, he just made him look like kids. Double A made him look like kids. And 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 the thing that I can compare him to, because, you know, I was I was in Atlanta all that time, is, is Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider comes up. This cat has ice water in his veins. He's wearing the mustache. And, and I remember early on, there were there were like his velocity went down just a little bit. And they were asking him about that. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. And he came back and he had he had a phenomenal stretch run throughout the season. Faded a little bit towards the mm-hmm. end. But, you know, when you talk about these young players and, and, and the, the necessity and the need to have arms, I mean, why not throw him out there? Baseball has changed in the sense that when you when you draft these young kids, you wouldn't see them for like four, five, six years sometimes. Especially high school kids because <laughs> yes. they're so young. Now, I mean, you, there is such need for arms in baseball right now. You can't, you don't have the luxury of waiting around to see. If the guy got some stuff, you got to go in here and throw him out there. Yeah, I, I, I know there's a sort of a concern with being how young he is and there could be a little bit of overuse or, or just putting him in too much and too often. But the Phillies are sort of in an advantageous position where they're pretty deep in the starting rotation yeah. this year where they have guys like Bailey Falser and even Taiwan Walker, who I keep forgetting about, who they just brought in. I mean, they could really be six, five, six deep on that pitching rotation, which... You know, allows Painter to get a lot of good opportunity. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Get him good rest if he needs it too. And, and, right. you, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be watching him. Yeah, you know, making sure that you know he's he's doing everything he needs to do. And, and if he he gets a little fatigue or whatever soreness, just pull him out. You give him a break for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's a real chance he does make it. And I to Kyle's point, I think they use a six man rotation during parts of this year just that to give everyone smart. everyone a break, especially because Nola and Wheeler threw a lot of innings last year. Like the Braves had this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like when you go all the way through and play into November. You're you're like Aaron Nola threw more innings than he ever has last year because he had to pitch an extra month. So the more good pitchers you have, obviously, you know, it, it, clearly it's better. But I, I I can't wait to watch this kid today pitch for the first time at spring training. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll throw the Phillies in as well uh, as we get ready for Andrew Painter's first start. And Jalen Hurts should he take less to help out the Eagles? It is our Twitter question sponsored by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PI Dental Center. Dot com. We put the question up at WIP Midday Show. Should Jalen Hurts take less money to help the Eagles? Yes, is currently at 49%. No, at 51 I mean, that's, that's tight. Whew, that's, that's right tight. To, right down the middle. Let's talk to Mike in Northeast Philly. What's up, Mike? Hey, you, Joe. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Hey, Mike. All right, Joe. I don't know what planet you're on if you don't <laughs> think Jalen should be taking more money, man. Come on. He said planet. Well, I'm like, on I'm on Earth, like and on Earth the there's a salary cap, and, and, and the Eagles have less money to spend on other players if they give them the most. He said planet. Yeah, you're right. And now as a fan, I agree with you, but as a working man, I'm trying to get every cent I can make. Tell them. I'm out there grinding just, just like Jalen's out there grinding. This man had an MVP-level season, and, you're, and like I understand what you're saying. You know, we want to get guys around him, but there's no guarantee that if we don't give him money, he's going to come back. Like, well, if I, I don't get paid enough, I'm not going to come back. Right, but does no. your, but does your, I don't know what, whatever you do for a living. Do you guys have a salary cap? I I couldn't tell you that. Well, no, but you, but like, you don't. Like, but, but you but you Mike, have a budget. You know he ain't taking no shorts. He getting his bread. Right, but your br- right. your bread doesn't doesn't have to affect your 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 whole team. Like if they give you I don't know twenty thousand more a year, or whatever, it doesn't have to affect your business. It doesn't have to. Re- if the Eagles give Hertz fifty million, that's a couple less players they're not going to have around them. That's true, but okay. Let me ask you this: Let's say they offered you uh, to take like twenty more million, and then you couldn't work with Hugh. 
Are you taking it or yes, are you he, taking he gone, money? He gone. I can, I can answer that for you. He gone. Hey. Million? <laughs> Joe, I can, I can answer that for you. Joe gone. Hey, he'll be like, hey man, it was it was a great two weeks, bro. Hugh, I love you. <laughs> Loved our two weeks together, but twenty million? Now you you you, you 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 went too high. He gone. He gone. You, you didn't you didn't even give me a chance to think about that. Twenty million. <laughs> All right, twenty grand. Twenty grand. He gone. No, at He's least still gone. No, at least I think about that. He gone. He gone. <laughs> that was leaving. I know he was taking that too. There you go, twenty grand. So you, yeah, so you I think he's just get his money, Mike? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's earned it, and yeah, like it's gonna be rough, but we can always keep drafting more eventually. And honestly, Jalen needs to keep falling out. He needs to get paid. He's got bills. He's got to pay, and his agent needs to get paid. He needs more clients. I've been saying that all day. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, man. Like to me, this is this is what I'm betting on when I pay Jalen Hurts. And this is the thing that 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 I think we're kind of missing just a little bit. I'm betting on Jalen Hurts to be better. Like the Jalen Hurts, like as good as he was this year, I need him to be better next year. Like, cause th- there's that last play in the Super Bowl where he threw that duck. Mm-hmm. I, I like and listen that play. Whatever I know, it it didn't. It make, was over. It, anyway. it was over. It was over. I and think I get he, that. I think he stepped on Kelsey's foot. Yeah, I get that. And, and I'm not trying. And trust me, people, I am not making a big stink about that. But it, it wasn't quite a hail mary. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't what you want your quarterback to be throwing in that situation. It was uneventful. I know, but he needs to be better than he was last year. That's what you're banking on. That's what yes. you're banking on. What? That he takes that next step. Because when you look at him, Joe. He he his jump from that last year to this year incredible was huge because going into this year I said it as a season started it's like one of two things gonna happen either he's gonna make a ton of money or he's gonna they're gonna draft another quarterback because mm-hmm. that's what that's what Howie did Howie has his bets when Howie got that tenth pick Howie was hedging his bets and that's the thing that y'all need to realize Howie's a businessman. Well, think about it. The 10th and 30th pick, which we're going to talk about for the next month and a half, right? Yes. If Hurts had not played well. They were drafting a quarterback. They were going to use those two. Well, obviously, it wouldn't have been the 30th pick if Hurts didn't play well. They yeah. would, it would have been like the 15th. But they would have used those two picks to jump up to get one of these kids we're talking yes. about. That's what Howie did. when Howie, Listen, when Howie made all those moves a few years ago, when they got rid of Wentz and got these draft picks, he was, he was looking to see, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. And if you don't make good on this opportunity, then I'm going to draft somebody else. He made good on it, so now he needs to get paid. That that was a that was a gamble that how we made how we how we lost. If, if you want to look at it like that, now Jalen won, pay the man. Yeah, well, you know what helps Jalen is the contract. Like if, if the first if you're a first round pick, you had that extra year on the contract. Like th- he they got to do it now yeah, off his best it, yeah, season. Yeah, it's good timing for her. It's two one five five nine two ninety four nine for Will is up on WFP. Hey, Will, how's it going, guys? I ain't talked to y'all in a minute. What's going on? Hey, Will. Um, how about how about this with Jalen? Give him a nice fat signing bonus, and then give him a Bobby Bonilla type contract. Bobby Bonilla—that so like, means everyone's laughing at this deal like thirty years from now when they're still paying not, him. Well, not necessarily, not necessarily that long, but just so they spread it out so it's like team friendly. But he still gets his money. Yeah, I know what you mean. Kind of, kind of like Mahomes did to an extent. The, yeah. the, the Bonilla thing always makes me laugh. The, the Mets, I think it was <laughs> like. Not that ignorant. Don't be that crazy. I think they, uh, Hugh, also, I think they owed the Mets owed Bobby Bonilla five, like five million dollars left on his deal like th- twenty five years ago, and they were like, "Well, we don't want to pay you five now. We'll give you a million dollars a year for the next thirty years." And he's like, "All right." So every year they owe him a million dollars. That's a nice deal. That's great. That's a nice deal. Yeah, but um, also remember. That's, that's a lot of money to give one player. 
And Cincinnati a few years ago, their owner said something about that, and the, the league went crazy. Well, said, it, why should we give? Why should we? Why should we give a player that much money, and it's going to wreck your um, salary cap? I, I tell you what, then you can't miss with your draft. You I know where you're going to go, and I'm with you. Get a man his money. No, I, I tell you what, the, like when you talk about the Cincinnati owner saying that about his team, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I guarantee you. Whatever quote that you quoted that they said is going to change next year. You know why? Probably will. No, ain't no probably to it. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no probably to it, brother. Joe Burrow about oh, to get paid. Mm-hmm. paid. Oh, one last thing. Hey, you. Yo. Thanks for the memories, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for the All call, right, Will. You guys take care. You too. You got it. Well, you're right, you, about Burrow. Burrow. I'll tell you what. The money, Joe, that Joe Burrow is going to get, I'm telling you, we complaining, not complaining, but we're 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 going back and forth about the money that we're potentially going to pay Jalen Hurts. It's going to pale in comparison to what Joe Burrow is about to make. And he, I think, he has even more leverage because, like, with the, the Eagles, I don't know how the negotiations go, but they could be like, "Listen, Jalen, we we've won a lot before you got here, right? We're a good organization." Joe Burrow could walk in that room and be like, I, "I doubled the, the franchise's playoff win total in two years." Yes, he did, and he he. Listen, Joe Burrow can walk into that office and say, I want to start my negotiation with 50% ownership of the Cincinnati Bengals. And they'll look at him, and he can just walk out. <laughs> what are they going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Yeah, that organization was terrible. Joe Burrow was one to two plays away from going back to the Super Bowl, back to back. What are you going to tell that young man when he walks in the office and say, hey, listen, we need to start this contract negotiation with at least 30% ownership of the, of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, if you win with the Lions or the Bengals, you get extra credit. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> I, want a, I want half. I want half of all of this. Because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be relevant right now. Oh, not how, even close. how relevant is the Cincinnati Bengals? You know how relevant the Cincinnati Bengals are? Let me tell you. You know the chant that the, the Saints had, who that? Yeah, they stole it. Who they that? stole it from the Bengals. Yeah. Who knew that until after like two years ago? Didn't nobody know that? That's how irrelevant you were, Cincinnati Bengals fans, that your fan base wasn't even mad enough to claim <laughs> your thought process of making the who day. Y'all just gave it to the Saints because you didn't have you didn't have no claim to it. Well, you, you know how I know you're correct about that statement you just made is because I— Because it's random well, and I do random stuff. <laughs> I vividly remember text my friends being like, like, this was last year. I'm like, wait, the Bengals and the Saints have the same— yeah, they stole I, it. I just noticed it. Yeah, because they didn't, you know why they didn't care? Because they weren't relevant. <laughs> now you're relevant. Now you want to claim some stuff that you ain't claimed in like 20 to 30 years. Now you want to claim it. That's that's what winning does for you. It, it puts hair on your chest and it allows you to go out there and slap the big dude on the lawn and say, hey, I'm taking that back. Well, it's kind of like when, when the, the Patriots were a joke of an organization before yeah. Brady got there, and then they became a power. And it, then now, now you can't stop them Patriots fans from talking. No, well, can't stand well, them. Especially all, the, all those Boston fans. Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're different. Yeah, they're, they're annoying. Black, Black Gritty's up. What's up, Black Gritty? Black Gritty! Uh, Hugh, what it do? You're sitting next to Bizarro Joe today. <laughs> Bizarro Joe. Biz- Bizarro Joe. You know, like Superman, he thinks he's saving something, but he just wrecked everything. That's, that's, that's what uh, Joey Bear and Bizarro Joe. These are his two identities. I'm trying to help. Joe is city. trying to feel. Joe Joe has Super Bowl aspirations. Joe don't want to wait a couple years. Joe want to go uh, back you know, to the Super Bowl you, you, right you know, now. You know, what his, you know what his Super Bowl aspirations are? He's a company man toting the company line with his Ooh. company Twitter poll out here. Ooh, what oh, company? Nobody wants oh, to get wow. out. Shut, shut your mouth. You got four hours to talk. Let me wow. talk. 
company. Go ahead. Company line. You know what? Oh, you know what? We need a new stadium. We want the taxpayers to pay for it. The billionaires get them free, and then the billionaires stuff. The other billionaires get naming rights while the fans pay for everything. You want? You don't want this man to get his contract. Back in the day, they used to give free contracts to rookie quarterbacks, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can't pay them that way. They ain't earned it." So we go to two ways. We got to earn it to get paid. Oh, you earned it. We can't pay him. You got to take a discount. What you're saying is, is that my general manager sucks. Because I just watched Patrick Mahomes take half a billion dollars and take his team back to a Super Bowl, back to conference championships, and win a Super Bowl. So what you're saying is the GM sucks and he needs help. And his job is not to get help from this young Thundercat that went out there and deserved to get his check. Guaranteed get his money. Second runner-up at MVP. One, three points away from getting me a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts that answers all the right questions for Philadelphia. You know how hard it is to walk back to Philadelphia? You know I'm yelling at you right now. You're just a radio host. That man has to play quarterback in Philadelphia and stand tall and answer questions. Pay the man, push your mouth, stop being a come man, come that company line. I'm telling you, you do what to do. Why do you stop the right in these streets? Stop. I love you guys. We love you too. We love you. You, you, you hang up after that because ain't nothing. No, I mean, he, well, he calmed down at the end. He said he loves us. I don't know about company man, though. That's, like, that's, I don't know. Company. that's strong because like company man does not sound. That's not a good. That's not a good thing. I'm not be. a company man. I am. I'm an advocate for the team, <laughs> for the city. I just want to win. The fans. I just want to win. Take less money because I want to win. And listen, don't I, like I don't think it's it's also fair to say that Howie stinks. If if he, it, it's it's just the truth. It's harder to build a team when you have a really really expensive quarterback. So if we make that quarterback a little less expensive, it's easier. But Howie put pressure on himself too. He did when he talked about yo, I'm the first to give you what you always wanted. You need to respect me, okay, Howie? We respect you. Do it again. I thought Besides you were going to do your Howie number. impression again. Oh, you want you man? I was the first guy to do this for y'all. <laughs> We're trying to make the team. We're yeah. trying to we trying to feel a good team. You need to respect this. That was a little better. All right, then. Well, go ahead and feel the new team, then. But give me my money. Listen, I just you guys all want Howie Roseman to juggle here. You're tying one yes, hand behind his back. That's his job. Let him. Have, boy, he, but it'd be easier to do his job with. I've seen less one hand cap. Like you don't act like you ain't never seen no one hand juggling. Now let, let's not act like it I can't have. be done. I, I mean, it can be done, but it's easy to juggle <laughs> don't, with both don't hands. Don't act like it can't be done, Joe. Now I'm picturing. I got you, bro. Yeah, I got you. I got you, bro. I'm actually now picturing how he literally juggles. No, you know what? Juggle with your feet. If you that, if you that dude, like you didn't put it out there. What you tell the fans? Hey, I did y'all a favor. Juggle with your feet, then, Howie. You know, I, he- I heard you say favor. A favor would be Jalen Hurts taking less money to help me. That's the favor I want to see. 215-592-949. From the other side, we'll play for you again what Howie said at the Combine yesterday about how they're going to navigate the Hurts contract situation. Use a really interesting word to describe it. It made me think about Hurts taking less. That's coming up. All your phone calls. 215-592-9494. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Sports Radio 94 WIP.